Hi, Dave Emmer here. This is for the record program number 1292. The Oswald Institute of Virology, part 14. The Northwoods Virus, part 2. This is being recorded on March 10th of the year 2023. Uh, as the title indicates, we are once again uh, revisiting the uh, pandemic, the coronavirus, and this is, as uh, knowledgeable listeners uh, will be aware, uh, directly relevant to the opening of public congressional hearings on the origins of COVID, and they are assessing the, quote, lab leak hypothesis, which maintains that the, quote, vi- that the virus, quote, leaked, unquote, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that I have labeled the Oswald Institute of Virology, because it was, I believe, deliberately set up to take the fall for COVID. We will be talking about that. However, uh, some a couple of items uh, before we get to that. First of all, for those of you who find that podcasting is the most effective way to consume the For the Record program, be aware that sister station WFMU is podcasting For the Record. There is a link at the top of each written for the record description and at the top of each Food for Thought post for you to click on to subscribe to the WFMU podcast of For the Record. Uh, Please do get in the habit of following regularly the comments, most of whom, most of which I should say, are made by our brilliant contributing editor, Perifractal, sometimes by other knowledgeable listeners. And also, be aware that there is a 32-gigabyte flash drive with all of my life's work recorded and printed on it, and that is available for a very nominal fee. I get no money whatsoever from that. Uh, be aware that the new 32-gigabyte flash drive uh, with... The material updated probably through for the record 1293 will be available shortly. And again, I have, I, I get no money whatsoever from this. Now, uh, considering the quote lab leak hypothesis, unquote, uh, I'm going to, as we get into the program, to repeat a partial reading of an article from The Guardian, a British paper, from June of 2018. I will ask the indulgence of regular listeners. I have read this many times before, however, because the very concept of a, quote, lab leak, unquote, is scientifically, technologically obsolete at this point, I think it really bears uh, repeating, because what is being banded about is not only a propagandized and in all probability deliberately false version of the origin of the pandemic and SARS-CoV-2, but it is also technologically obsolete. It's technologically out of date. And so we will be coming back to that. Uh, I want to repeat 
something that I also had at the beginning of For the Record at 12.78. And what you're about to hear is the 55-second audio from a now-deleted Twitter video of Professor Jeffrey Sachs, who was uh, selected by the prestigious Lancet British Medical Scientific and uh, the prestigious Lancet, a, uh, the British Scientific and Medical Journal, to head its inquiry into the origins of the pandemic. Uh, again, the, this is a video. This sound comes from a 55-second Twitter video that the page has now been deleted, so that is no longer available. However, here is Professor Jeffrey Sachs. I'll add one provocative statement. We could take it up later. It may shock you or not shock you, or you may say, I already know that, Professor Sachs. But I chaired a commission for the Lancet for two years on COVID. I'm pretty convinced it came out of uh, U.S. lab biotechnology, not out of nature. Just to mention, after two years of intensive work on this. So it's a blunder, in my view, of biotech not an accident of a natural spillover. We don't know for sure, I should be absolutely clear. But there's enough evidence that it should be looked into, and it's not being investigated, not in the United States, not anywhere. And I think for real reasons, that they don't want to look underneath the, uh, uh, underneath the, uh, the rug control. And that, again, was Professor Jeffrey Sachs, head of the Lancet's COVID Commission, and that is from a now-deleted Twitter video. There were a number of articles in the media concerning the origins of COVID. There is now something that I think can be properly characterized as a uh, media and propaganda circus going on in the House of Representatives. Uh, that is a, a, a hearing on the origin of COVID. And uh, this is the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. And they are flogging, not surprisingly, the, quote, lab leak theory, basically that the virus originated as a, quote, leak, unquote, of the virus from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that I have termed the Oswald Institute of Virology. I believe that rather like the way in which Lee Harvey Oswald was set up to be a communist and then framed for the assassination of President Kennedy before he could uh, defend himself and assassinated, of course, by Jack Ruby before any trial could take place. Uh, so, too, the Wuhan Institute of Virology was set up to take the fall for the pandemic. I've done uh, an orgiastic number of programs about the pandemic, and indeed just the specific Oswald Institute of Virology series is now, with this one, 14 programs in length. And then there is the other very important uh, and linked 
Pandemics Incorporated series, which now has 10 parts. In particular, uh, for the record programs 1251 through 1256 and the aforementioned 1277 and 1278 are particularly important in that regard. Uh, some of the articles about uh, the origin of the pandemic and the House of Representatives uh, circuit, or, or uh, circus, I should say, um, the Senate has passed a bill ordering the declassification of intelligence related to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It remains to be seen what exactly comes out in connection with this. Uh, the New York Times of uh, yesterday, Thursday, March 9th of 2023, had in its Western print edition, hearing on COVID's origin opens with arguments for lab leak theory. And that was co-authored by Cheryl Gay Stolberg and Benjamin Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and it doesn't have very much at all that is useful. Uh, the only reference here to the EcoHealth Alliance, it is a research non-profit. The main funding sources for it, as we have seen, are uh, various Pentagon agencies, the USAID, a state, a state department subsidiary that has often served as a cover for some of the most insidious CIA covert operations, and the Science and Policy Advisor for EcoHealth Alliance is David Franz, the former commanding officer of the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, the top facility at Fort Dietrich, the military's top chemical and biological warfare research center. That same USAMRIIB was closed down, as we will see and uh, as we will review, in early August of 2019 on the eve of the pandemic, as it turned out, uh, for unnamed safety violations. They still, uh, they were doing work with uh, unnamed select agents, unquote, which still have not been declassified because of, quote, national security. Uh, the Articles such as the aforementioned New York Times article basically is um, focused exclusively on uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the very well-founded research that the key elements of SARS-CoV-2 are the very areas that uh, would have been modified through biological warfare-related gain-of-function manipulations. Other articles dealing with this directly or indirectly. Uh, there was an op-ed piece in the Sunday New York Times print edition on March 5th of 2023, David Wallace Wells. This debate hasn't made us safer. No, indeed, it hasn't. And nowhere in anything that I have seen are some of the relevant connections uh, discussed. Uh, it is really quite interesting to read this op-ed piece. It is remarkable because it really does not mention much of anything that is really relevant. There is a brief passing reference to the game of function manipulation that led to the formal 
banning of such procedures by the Obama administration, and that was the modification of the H5N1 avian flu to infect ferrets. H5N1 is now raging globally. The Russians have alleged that in the Pentagon-subsidized biolabs that they have uh, located in Ukraine, there were uh, digitized migratory birds, migratory birds with microchips implanted in their heads that were linked to satellites, and in turn they could be fitted with capsules loaded with uh, biological pathogens, which when they were over a select area, the birds could be killed and the pathogens then released. I mention that because there is now a huge global uh, pandemic among foul birds of H5N1. There has been a lot of fear that uh, that could ultimately jump to human beings. In for the record programs 1248, 1249, and 1250, uh, called the Ukraine War Meets the Oswald Institute of Virology, I talk about uh, H5N1 and the human transmission of H5N1 is inextricably linked with biological warfare research. Uh, one of the articles that we have uh, researched extensively in the past, it comes from the Daily Mail. That is a right-wing British paper, certainly not a uh, news outlet sympathetic to Russia. It but is, is a bit of a, a tabloid in terms of they have a lot of sidebars featuring uh, P&A, so to speak. It also does have some good articles, and the point that is made in that article that we I will uh, briefly touch on is that they have successfully corroborated the authenticity of the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. That has been the focal point of uh, Republican brouhaha. What they were looking for on that was ooh doity, you know, uh, basically sex and drugs and rock and roll. And uh, according to the report, there is no shortage of such material on the laptop. But again, another oblique uh, New York Times op-ed piece called Anna Marie Cox, The Hunter Biden Problem, talks about Hunter Biden and his laptop, but doesn't mention anything about the uh, Ukraine biolabs or the information on it that was uh, verified by the Daily Mail. And uh, that is more than a little interesting because the Daily Mail says in no uncertain terms that at least in part the Russian allegations about the Pentagon-subsidized biolabs in Ukraine are accurate, which coming from a right-wing paper like the Daily Mail is worth taking note of. One of the most significant developments in the lab leak, I would put it, I would call it propaganda or meme, and that surfaced uh, a little over a week ago, and in the New York Times Western Print Edition of the, well, the New York Times of February 28th of 2023, there's an article by David Pearson, P-I-E-R-S-O-N, U.S. Finding on COVID Draws Fire from China. Now, this is about a report from the U.S. Department of Energy uh, that, uh, maintains with uh, low confidence that their latest intelligence indicates that uh, yep, the, the virus did leak from a lab 
in Wuhan. Uh, I don't remember if I said this on the, I don't believe so, I think it was in Patreon talks, but in any event, I mistakenly opined that the Department of Energy would not have been involved in any relevant research. They do apparently have several, uh, the Department of Energy presides over 17 different labs, several of which are involved allegedly in looking for the origins of COVID. What is significant if you, as we skip down in the article, China has also sought to deflect blame for the pandemic by spreading a conspiracy theory that the virus may have been the result of research at a U.S. military lab in Fort Detrick, Maryland. The claim, which was first made in March of 2020, was repeated by a foreign ministry spokesman as recently as this month. At the Energy Department, new intelligence prompted it to change its position from being undecided about how the virus emerged. Officials did not share that intelligence, but said the agency made its conclusion with only, quote, low confidence, unquote. Again, note, quote, low confidence, unquote. Given the uh, low quality of uh, publicized, at least U.S. intelligence in recent decades, that is low indeed. Uh, continuing with the article, U.S. spy agencies are not in agreement about the origins of the virus. The FBI has concluded with moderate confidence that the virus takes back, traces back to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, whereas four other U.S. whereas four other U.S. intelligence agencies and the National Intelligence Council have concluded with low confidence that COVID most likely emerged through natural transmission. The director of National Intelligence's office announced in October of 2021. Uh, note that they have not made, uh, the Department of Energy has not made its sources public and, uh, they have, uh, basically low confidence, unquote, in the intelligence. Also, note the wonderful phraseology by the New York Times where they said China created a conspiracy theory as we have looked at in among other programs. Uh, our visits with Jim Diagenio in connection with uh, JFK Revisited. Uh, Jim was selected to do not only the screenplay but the accompanying book for Oliver Stone's recent uh, documentary called JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass. And uh, the propagation, the public, the, the public, the, uh, public, uh, the public dissemination and amplification of the term conspiracy theory comes specifically from the CIA and its uh, conscious attempts at countering Warren Commission critics. And now uh, the term conspiracy theory is a well-established journalistic vehicle for basically labeling anything they don't want to look into or anyone they don't like uh, as basically a deranged nut. Now, uh, I'm going to review briefly key excerpts of an article that I have spoken about many times. Again, uh, apologies to veteran listeners. But one of the things that I find frustrating about the whole debate about the, quote, lab leak theory, unquote, is that the very concept is scientifically, technologically obsolete. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. The following article by Ian 
sample, S-A-M-P-L-E, is from the British Guardian of June 19th of 2018. Quote, Synthetic biology raises risk of new bioweapons, U.S. report warns. And uh, key excerpts of this. Advances in the area mean that scientists now have the ability to recreate dangerous viruses from scratch, make harmful bacteria more deadly, and modify common microbes so that they turn out lethal toxins once they enter the body. In the report, the scientists describe how synthetic biology, which gives researchers precision tools to manipulate organisms, quote, enhances and expands, unquote, opportunities to create bioweapons. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. One more pun. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. Quote, the technology to do this is available now, unquote, said Michael Imperiali of the University of Michigan, who uh, chaired the symposium looking into this. Quote, it requires some expertise, but it's something that's relatively easy to do, and that is why it pops the list. Again, note, uh, reviewing again a couple of quick sentences. Advances in the area mean that scientists now have the capability to recreate dangerous viruses from scratch, make harmful bacteria more deadly, and modify common microbes so that they turn out lethal toxins once they enter the body. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. The technology to do this is available now, said Michael Imperiali. It requires some expertise, but it's something that's relatively easy to do, and that is why it pops the list. Again, this, by now, really well-known technology, it it, uh, refers largely to the CRISPR-9 technology. It's all in caps, C-R-I-S-P-R, and that has had a lot of publicity. I, it actually, I believe, was the focal point of a Nobel Prize that was awarded about 10 years ago. So this isn't exactly clandestine. And yet, it has remained outside of the leak. Uh, there was a cover story in the January 2021 issue of New York Magazine by Nicholson Baker that made a reference to this, but otherwise, this very important and by now relatively established and conceptually elementary consideration has simply remained outside of the arena of discussion, and it is fundamental. Uh, as I noted, uh, EcoHelp Alliance is primarily funded by Pentagon USAID and has as its chief advisor the former commanding officer of the USAMRIID, which had a long-standing relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and uh, the institution he used to command. Uh, the USAMRIID was closed down 
by the CDC for safety violations, the nature of which have remained classified due to national security. This in early August of 2019, as we now know, on the very cusp of the pandemic. Uh, a couple of the points that I made in the Pandemics Incorporated series, uh, the Metabiota firm that is also largely a Pentagon-financed uh, BW front organization, or one that doubles as BW, is the firm that Hunter Biden shoehorned into the Ukraine uh, via Burisma. And again, that is the focal point of the Daily Mail article that I will touch on again briefly. One of the points that we made in the Pandemics Incorporated series is the network of uh, some very important institutions, one of which is the aforementioned EcoHealth Alliance. That is largely a Pentagon, basically a government-financed NGO, the financing sources being DARPA and Pentagon subsidiaries, USAID, a State Department subsidiary, that often f- serves as a front for some of the most insidious CIA covert operations. Again, it's top advisor David Franz, former CEO of the USAMRIID. They, in turn, are not only hooked up with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or as I call it, the Oswald Institute of Virology, they are also hooked up with Nebabayaba. And uh, that links Mepabiaba to the Wuhan, or as I call it, Oswald Institute of Virology. Now, in turn, that self-same Mepabiaba has networked with, they have a partnership with Munich Reinsurance, the largest reinsurance firm in the world, and the venture capital from that comes from InQtel, the venture capital arm of the CIA and other U.S. intelligence services. What they were doing was uh, proposing to various institutions and companies uh, pandemic insurance. They didn't have a lot of takers because pandemic insurance was seen as a once-in-a-century occurrence. Of course, now that has uh, become something that is much more commonly, well, it is now a consideration that has much greater immediacy, because we just had one, okay? Uh, one of the points that I made in the introduction to, uh, for the record, programs 1255 and 1256, uh, Pandemics Incorporated Parts 5 and 6, respectively, and that is a number of considerations which, when taken together, constitute consciousness of guilt. That is a legal principle that can produce a conviction in a court of law. And taken together, these are one. The clear, and, and oh, but one of the things I want to emphasize before we get into this, one of the elements of the propaganda that is being uh, heaped on China and uh, the uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology or the Oswald Institute of Virology is their alleged lack of transparency, and certainly there has been some keeping of the cards close to the vest. Uh, This is now something that is occurring in the context of a military operation. China, like the rest of the world, has been attacked by what is in all probability a U.S. biological warfare weapon. 
and uh, they would not be open. Just imagine if China demanded to have open access to U.S. military biological laboratories like USAMRIID. Do you think our government would be uh, open to such considerations? No, they would basically tell them to uh, buzz off, uh, euphemizing that. But notice the lack of transparency on our part, okay, and in particular the consciousness of guilt. Uh, from the introduction to uh, FTR programs 1255 and 1256, one of these uh, is the classification of information about the exact nature of the biological agents involved in the CDC's closure of the U- United States Army's Medical Institute of Infectious Diseases in early August of 2019 on the eve of the pandemic. Why did that closure take place? What were the select agents they were working with? Supposedly, we only engage in, quote, defensive, unquote, biological warfare research. As I've noted in the past, the difference between offensive and defensive is purely rhetorical. If you are studying why or how microorganisms infect and sicken or kill plants, animals, or humans, it's the same research whether or not you call it, quote, offensive or, quote, defensive, or whether you call it your mama. It's the same research. Another very interesting consideration, and this actually led the aforementioned uh, Professor Jeffrey Sachs to close down the Lancet's COVID commission because a number of members of that commission were linked to EcoHealth Alliance, and in particular Peter Bashek and one of his top assistants, uh, Dr. Ralph Barrett, of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where a lot of this work was being done as well. Last time I checked, by the way, uh, UNC at Chapel Hill was not in China. But one of these things was the deliberate gaming of the Lancet, uh, a letter to the Lancet, uh, basically stigmatizing those who questioned the natural origins of the coronavirus as either uh, akin to climate deniers or conspiracy theorists or deranged nuts. Again, point two, the behavior of Peter Bashek and colleagues in, quote, gaming, unquote, the Lancet statement on the, quote, natural, unquote, origin of the coronavirus. And again, the building, uh, that Peter Dasek's EcoHelp Alliance gets its funding from the U.S. National Security Establishment, was deeply involved in game of function manipulations into bat-bone, bat-bone, bat-borne <laughs> coronaviruses, uh, both at the WIV or the Oswald Institute of Virology and also in North Carolina. Why? were Peter Bashek, Ralph Barrett, and others deliberately gaming this letter in that regard. Again, consciousness of guilt, in my opinion. Another uh, article that brought this up was an article, that is to say, The Gaming of the Lancet Leopard by Mrs. or Doctors, uh, Mr. Bashek and uh, uh, Dr. Barrett, and that was a June 2021 article from Vanity Fair magazine. Very useful, although also uh, heavily spun. And moving in that, when people like Matthew Pottinger, uh, the uh, one of the top China hawks in the Trump administration, 
and others were uh, basically looking to generate support for the lab leak hypothesis, uh, tarring the WIV for the uh, release of the virus. As they began to uh, try to flog this one and generate uh, publicity about it, they were told by government bureaucrats linked to weapons control uh, institutions that they would be, quote, opening up a can of worms, unquote, or a, quote, Pandora's box, unquote, and that they should basically not do that. Well, A... Why were they being told that? Why were they told not to look into that? Because it would shed light on U.S. funding of that research and open up, quote, a can of worms, unquote, or a Pandora's box, unquote. Again, lack of transparency and uh, consciousness of guilt. And very fundamentally, uh, Mithabiada partnered, partnered with EcoHelp Alliance, was networked with EQTEL, the intelligence community's venture capital arm, and Munich Reinsurance to provide pandemic insurance. Now, the 2018 business model uh, that was being presented by the uh, Eco uh, by uh, Mithabiada and uh, Munich Reinsurance, two businesses involved the global this again 2018, okay. The global spread of a novel coronavirus necessitating quarantining, social distancing, and school closures. This in 2018. Now, obviously, just exactly that took place. Uh, Mebabaaba and uh, Munich Re, and also, I guess, uh, InQtel by extension, did not get many takers for their pandemic insurance. However, now there is much more interest in that. And uh, again, note that uh, the business model of Metabiata and Munich Re involved the global spread of a novel coronavirus necessitating quarantining, social distancing, and school closures. Just exactly such a thing happened. And uh, I would also note an article that appeared in the uh, Proceedings of the National Academy of Scientists, I believe it was from May of 2021, co-authored by the aforementioned uh, Dr. Jeffrey Sachs and uh, also by a professor from, uh, actually Neil Harrison uh, from Columbia University, and it, uh, there's a call for an independent inquiry into the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And among the things it noted, A, when there was a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against uh, uh, Anthony Fauci and the NIH and the MIAIB, under whose auspices much of the gain-of-function research at the WIV was taking place, and also apparently UNC, when that Freedom of Information Act document was filed and when the requested documents were in fact released, there was a 290-page redaction. 290 pages is one hell of a redaction, okay? What was in it? And again, lack of transparency, and I would suggest consciousness of guilt. And in addition, in May of 2021, there were the sequences of bat coronavirus genes removed both from American and Chinese databases. I think one of the things playing in China as well is that they got stung 
Uh, they, I think, made the mistake of trusting the U.S., and they got blindsided big time when they found out that they were being hit with a covert operation. But again, why did the U.S. government official in May of 2021 advocate, apparently successfully, for the removal of bat coronavirus genomes from a U.S. database? Why? There has to be a reason. Again, not only lack of transparency, not by China, but by the U.S., and I would submit consciousness of guilt. As I noted in the Pandemics Incorporated series, uh, there is a very common theme to murder mysteries, whether it's Columbo, the old TV show, or Sherlock Holmes, or Agatha Christie, and uh, someone dies under ambiguous circumstances, and as the detective, whether it's Hercule Poirot, or Sherlock Holmes, or Lieutenant Columbo, or whoever, begins looking into this, it turns out that someone had taken out a very lucrative life insurance policy on the recently deceased, and so as a result they had profited enormously from the demise of the victim. Then, of course, it turns out that they were murdered and so on and so forth. Uh, I think the dominant dynamic in our inquiry here corresponds very nicely to that common theme of murder mysteries. Again, you've got Medabada, linked with EcoHealth Alliance, uh, joined with Munich Reinsurance, the world's largest reinsurance company, with venture capital from InQtel, the CIA and, and intelligence community's venture capital arm, to provide pandemic insurance. And in 2018, they are proposing as part of their business model, again, 2018, what would happen if there were a global spread of a novel coronavirus necessitating quarantining, social distancing, and school closures? Well, of course, just exactly that happened. Now, apparently, institutions are expressing interest in the pandemic insurance being offered up by uh, Mebabayaba and Munich Re, uh, then now those companies are selling that reinsurance, uh, that pandemic insurance, I should say, in tranches. And one of the major uh, takers, so to speak, have been pension funds. And pension funds make their money when the retirees whose uh, pension funds they have been managing don't live a long time after retirement. So they have obviously a vested interest in uh, those uh, retirees basically shuffling off the buffalo not too long after they have retired. And again, I think the consciousness of guilt consideration here is absolutely fundamental with a capital A and a capital F. Some of the key articles that I have uh, cited in this long series, one, a consummately important article by Whitney Webb from The Last American Vagabond from January 30th of 2020, Bats, gene editing, and bioweapons. Recent DARPA experiments raise concerns amid coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. And then, Peter Bashek's EcoHealth Alliance has hidden almost $40 million in Pentagon funding and militarized pandemic science. This by Sam Husseini at Independent Science News on December 16th, 2020. It also was reprinted in Calvary Punch a couple of weeks later. Then, 
The lab leak theory, inside the fight to uncover COVID-19's origins, unquote, by Catherine Aben, EBAN, from Vanity Fair magazine, June 3rd of 2021. Heavily spun, but still useful. And then, from IQT.org, a press release from InQtel on August 22nd of 2017. Munich Re and InQtel select metabiotic to gain deeper insights into epidemic risk, epidemic risk, excuse me, and global preparedness for infectious diseases, unquote. Again, Munich Re and InQtel select metabiotic to gain deeper insights into epidemic risk and global preparedness for infectious diseases. And then from the Daily Mail of March 25th of last year, 2022. Exclusive. Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine, specializing in deadly pathogen research, laptop emails reveal, raising more questions about the disgraced son of then Vice President, unquote. This is by Josh Boswell, again from the Daily Mail, a right-wing British paper from March 25th of 2022, and I would note that the Daily Mail had verified the authenticity of the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. I doubt that the Republicans will be going into that. They were, they're really interested in the laptop. Again, as I've said, what they're looking for is ooh doity, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll. And I guess from what I hear, there's a fair amount of that. Uh, but also, uh, the emails about Medbabaaba and the Pentagon subsidized biolabs in Ukraine, very important. We won't hear much about it. Another very important article that figured prominently in the Pandemics Incorporated series by Evan Ratliff from Wired Magazine of June 16th of 2020, quote, we can protect the economy from pandemics. Why didn't we? Again, noting that in 2018, Meba Biaba, Health Alliance, and uh, Munich Re were saying, what would happen if a novel coronavirus spread around the world, causing a pandemic and necessitating quarantining, social distancing, and school closures? This at the very same time that EcoHealth Alliance was helping to synthesize novel coronaviruses, both at the WIV and also at UNC. And bear in mind the significance of that uh, that Guardian article by Ian Sample. Once the genomes have been sequenced and published, and whenever a scientific paper is published in a, about uh, viruses, uh, it contains information about the genome. Generally, it will have the genome itself. So then those viruses can be synthesized from scratch anywhere in the world. And what happened with the uh, Oswald Institute of Virology, in my opinion, is that once uh, EcoHealth Alliance, basically a cat's paw for the national security establishment, had uh, helped to uh, secure the game-of-function research and the uh, investigations and uh, projects at the WIV, it led to the publication of papers and also the uh, insertion of those bat gene, uh, coronavirus, bat-borne coronavirus genomes into the WIV's database. Then, quote, experts, unquote, note the quotes in the U.S., pointed their fingers and said, look, Look at those viruses in their databases. It must have leaked from that laboratory. Well, that is completely 
obsolete from a technological standpoint as we have noted. I have last something that figured prominently in the Pandemics Incorporated series, a call for an independent inquiry into the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 virus by Neil L. Harrison and Jeffrey D. Sachs from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences from May 19th of 2022. I note that as in the uh, audio from the 55-second Twitter video said, Dr. Sachs thinks it was a blunder. Uh, how that blunder got over to Wuhan is an, an interesting thing to contemplate. I think he had to say that because he would be killed if he didn't, and now he'll just be ignored. But that is uh, very significant. Now, guess who came out and endorsed, basically, led his support to the Department of Energy's, uh, quote, intelligence, unquote, about the WIV being the source of a, quote, lab leak, unquote. Drumroll fanfare as uh, waist up in a very important uh, Moon of Alabama blog article from February 26th, actually from uh, February 27th of 2023, Edward Snowden signs on to distribute U.S. government propaganda, again from the very important uh, Moon of Alabama Moon of Alabama blog. It is run by a guy named Bernhard, who is a German national. Uh, his English could stand a little bit of policy, but it's a hell of a lot better than my German. And he's a, he not only uh, served in the Bundeswehr, so he has uh, military knowledge, he is a very intelligent and objective thinker, and he's, he's up to date with modern media. And he notes that Eddie the Friendly Spook Snowden, as I termed him, has now signed on, yep, the Wadley hypothesis. And that is not only significant because, as I noted, uh, well, I, I did a, a lot of programs about uh, Eddie Snowden, and uh, I did a, a parody, or as best I could, of uh, a kid's TV show when I was a boy. I mean, old people always say, when I was a boy, I remember when I was young, you know, back in the Mesozoic, right? Uh, uh, there was a very popular cartoon called Casper the Friendly Ghost, and he had a nice high voice, and he was friendly, and then there were all the nasty spooks who were, had lower voices, and they were mean, right? And so I uh, introduced uh, Edward Snowden. I said, hi there, boys and girls. Guess what time it is? That's right. It's time for another exciting episode of The Adventures of Eddie the Friendly Spook your favorite cartoon character. Remember, boys and girls, Eddie's not like those other spooks. They're scary and mean. Eddie is your friend. Well, (laughs) it was meant to be sarcastic. I don't know how effective that was. Uh, In the series that I did, for the record, 1075 to 1081, about the consummately important book, Surveillance Valley, by Yasha Levine, he points out that the elements and individuals, by and large, that have been most uh, publicly identified with Internet security have, in fact, been very strongly linked to uh, the elements that are undermining Internet security. And that, indeed, 
The Internet itself comes from the same overlapping series of DARPA projects, DARPA very much involved with the uh, bat-borne coronavirus research at WIV, that the same overlapping series of DARPA projects that uh, led to Agent Orange also led to the creation of the Internet. It was called Project Agile, and the uh, rationalization was, quote, counterinsurgency, unquote. One of the things I pointed out is that uh, Eddie the Friendly Spook not only was working for the CIA when he uh, suddenly decided, he, he, he released in uh, 2019, and I have to clean this up slightly because this is for radio, give you an idea what Eddie was all about. He said, the elderly wouldn't be effing helpless if you'd stop sending them effing checks so they can sit on their A-blank blanks and lie around in hospitals all day. He's against Social Security and Medicare. He is an arch reactionary. His first attorney and the attorney for the Snowden family was Bruce Fine, the chief legal counsel for Ron Paul's presidential campaign in 2012. And Ron Paul deeply involved with the neo-confederate movement. Uh, Julian Assange is really big on the same thing. One of the things that uh, Yasha Levine points out in Surveillance Valley is that the very tools that are recommended by Edward Snowden are the very tools that are used by the intelligence community to monitor your internet communications. One of them is the Tor network, and maybe basically recommends that everybody use that. The Tor network was developed by U.S. intelligence, and it is completely transparent to them. And Eddie says, you know, I use the Tor network every day. And for your smartphone, he recommends using the Signal app. And that, too, is completely transparent to the intelligence community. Basically, Eddie the Friendly Spook Snowden is uh, a, a honey trap, as it's called, on two legs. He's out to uh, basically feed you a bill of goods. So it shouldn't really come as too much of a surprise to knowledgeable listeners that Mr. Wonderful, Eddie the Friendly Spook, would have come out in support of the lab leak hypothesis. And by the way, the article that first publicized the new energy department, quote, intelligence, unquote, on the lab leak hypothesis came from the Wall Street Journal. And that, in turn, was co-authored by the same journalist, Michael R. Gordon, who authored an article in the Wall Street Journal in the spring of 2021 uh, endorsing the lab leak hypothesis. And as noted uh, in the Moon of Alabama blog, that article, by the way, in the Wall Street Journal, Lab leak, most likely origin of COVID-19 pandemic, Energy Department now says. U.S. agencies revised assessment is based on new intelligence, which they won't make public. And it's co-authored by Michael R. Gordon and Warren P. Strobel. And Michael R. Gordon was the same guy, as I noted, uh, back in uh, 2002, who helped to generate uh, bogus intelligence about uh, Saddam Hussein and weapons of mass destruction. And uh, that article uh, from the New York Times of uh, September 8th of 2022, Threats and Responses, the Iraqis, 
U.S. says Hussein intensifies quest for A-bomb parts. That was by Michael R. Gordon and Judith Miller on September 8, 2002. And that turned out to be BS, but that didn't turn out to be BS until we have already gone in and spent trillions of dollars and uh, killed roughly a million Iraqis by most counts. We did, however, make Iraq safe for Hunt Oil. They've got the first oil concession there. And one of the reasons that I first called BS on Amy Snowden, and that is that you know, when, when it first began hitting the news, I was like, scratching my head, you know, why is this suddenly getting publicity? And by way of reviewing very quickly, from the self-same New York Times of September 6th, 2001, okay, 9-6-2001, five days before the September 11th attacks by Suzanne Bailey, B-A-L-E-Y, World Briefing, Europe, Report on U.S. Spy System. The United States-led spying system known as Echelon can monitor virtually every communication in the world. One more time. The United States-led spying, spying system known as Echelon can monitor virtually every communication in the world by email, phone, or fax that bounces off a satellite, the European Parliament was told. They've been reporting on a year-long study of the system that was prompted by concern that American companies were using data from the system to gain a competitive edge. Gerhard Schmidt, a German member of the European Parliament, said that many European countries had similar abilities. Well, again, basically, you know, what Eddie Snowden did, this was 2001, okay? Twelve years later, he upgraded that because uh, mobile technology and social media weren't uh, big at that point in time. But that's basically what Eddie did. He uh, updated that to uh, bring, bring that whole consideration up to date. And uh, a couple of uh, points to make. And again, I am not an anti-vaxxer. As I've said so many times, I think vaccines are a fundamental tool for the successful maintenance of public health. I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. However, with a capital H, like any other product, they have to be properly vetted and regulated. Uh, improperly vetted and improperly regulated vaccines like the uh, polio vaccine, which is contaminated with a deadly cancer-causing monkey virus, SV40, can cause enormous harm. And one of the things that Peter Peel was advocating was the kneecapping and streamlining of the FDA in order to shift its focus to speeding up the delivery of products to the marketplace with the full awareness that this would damage human health. I have noted uh, not only the profound DARPA links to the development of vaccines, uh, also the many problems with some of the uh, mRNA vaccines. And again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, and this is not from the, quote, alternative uh, health people. But uh, an article from CNN from January 11th of 2023, FDA vaccine advisors, quote, disappointed, unquote, and, quote, angry, unquote, but early BAPA about new COVID-19 booster shot wasn't presented for review last year. And it talks about some of the mainstream doctors and regulators, 
quote, I was angry to find out there was data that was relevant to our decision that we didn't get to see, unquote, said Dr. Paul Offit, a member of the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, a group of external advisors that helps the FDA make vaccine decisions. Quote, decisions that are made for the public have to be based on all available information, not just some information, but all information. At a meeting of this FDA advisory group in June and a meeting in September of a panel that advises the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the experts were presented with reams of information indicating that the new vaccine worked better than the one already on shelves, according to a review of videos and transcripts of those meetings and slide presentations by Moderna, CDC, and FDA. It turns out that was not the case. And some of them are ticked. Also, the basically libertarian, uh, neoliberal approach to the virus that the uh, Biden administration has adopted, uh, noting now, uh, endemicity is not the victory. The unmitigated downside risks of widespread SARS-CoV-2 transmission from NDPI.com. The feasibility of this strategy critically depends on the infectious fatality rate, or IFR, of SARS-CoV-2. An expectation exists that the IFR will decrease due to selection against virulence. In this work, we we perform a viral fitness estimation to examine the basis for this expectation. Our findings suggest large increases in virulence of SARS-CoV-2 will result in minimal loss of transmissibility, implying that IFR may freely vary under mutual evolutionary drift. We use an SEIRS model framework to examine the effect of hypothetical changes in the IFR on steady-state death tolls under COVID-19 endemicity. Our modeling suggests that endemic SARS-CoV-2 implies vast transmission resulting in yearly U.S. COVID-19 death tolls numbering in the hundreds of thousands under many plausible scenarios with even modest increases in the IFR leading to unsustainable mortality burdens. So mask up. I also want to note a, an article, uh, I should say the release of a book uh, called The Truth About Wuhan, How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History by Dr. Andrew G. Huff. He's a former vice president of EcoHelp Alliance, as far as I can tell. And he does maintain that the U.S. military was and the national security establishment was behind the development of the virus and vaccines. But again, he's saying it leaked from the Wuhan Laboratory, and that's again that technologically, scientifically obsolete. I have not read the book. I suspect this may be modified, limited hangout. It certainly did not set me to do it in varsity rag. Just the the subtitle is so narcissistic and uh, self-promoting. How I uncovered the biggest lie in history. Well, gee whiz, let me bow at your feet, sir. But again, note the book. It, I, it's timing is such that it may lead to some, uh, support for the, uh, lab leak hypothesis, which is again, technologically, scientifically obsolete. But again, I want to call 
your attention to a terrifying development. I went into this at, at great length in, uh, for the records, 1277 and 1278, New York Times Western Print Edition of September 13th, 2022, by Cheryl Gay Stolberg, biotech executive picked as head of new agency for health innovation, Dr. Rene W, I call it W-E-G-R-Z-Y-N, I don't know how that's pronounced, and she's heading a medical DARPA, basically a scientific DARPA, based on DARPA, headed by her, she worked for DARPA, and its current head is also a DARPA alumnus, and notice what they talk about. President Biden sketching out a vision for bold approaches, unquote, to fighting cancer, and other diseases announced on Monday that he had selected Dr. Monet W. A bio, Boston biotech executive with government experience as the director of a new federal agency aimed at pursuing risky, far-reaching ideas that will drive biomedical innovation. And this concludes for the record program number 1292, the Oswald Institute of Virology, Part 14, uh, the, the Northwoods virus, Part This is being recorded on March 10th of 2022. I'm Dave Emery. Thanks for listening.